Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 360 Diaspora Experience Podcast, where we talk about family, faith, and finance. This is the show where we help you build mindset for legacy for your family. My name is KG Ogunle, and today we are talking about taking a different path financially, educationally, right? So my guest today is Ms. K. Introduce yourself. Hello, everybody. My name is Oluwafunke Ogunzuyile, and everybody calls me K. Miss K, that's what I'm going to call you, Miss K. So, you are first-generation American, right? Yes. With 100% Nigerian parents, right? There's a reason why I'm saying that. 100% Nigerian parents, right? Yes. So, growing up, did you guys talk about finances, investments, was money discussed at home, how to save, and stuff like that? Um, Money was definitely never discussed. That was never our place. Um, You know, our parents didn't really discuss that with us. Hmm. Okay, okay. So, I did say you are one of five children, first generation, but you also live in Nigeria. How did that experience shape you? Yeah, so we lived in Nigeria. Actually, um, we left the States um, when I was roughly around seven. And right before I was going to turn 12, we moved back to the States. And I I appreciate that experience because it allowed me to see things differently, um, to let me know how um, privileged I am to have the things that I have. Definitely made me strong. I had an opportunity to be more responsible at a very young age. So I really do, you know, appreciate that part of um, my life. That's part of And you said you, you relocated when you were seven and came back when you were like 12 to about five years? Yes. Oh, okay. And in Lagos. Lagos will teach you, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Lagos will teach you. So listen, uh, what, when did you start working? What age did you start working? So I want to say um, almost immediately because I remember um, it just being my mom. Um, at the time that we relocated, came, coming back to the States, mm-hmm. my dad mm-hmm. and my brothers and my the youngest sister stayed behind. And then myself, my baby sister, and my mom was already here. We just came to join in with our mom. So we were here. And um, I would um, go to work with my mom sometimes. And um, one day she was teaching me how to use the register and um, her boss showed up out of the blue. He normally, you know, didn't come in in the middle of the night, but that it was a night shift and he showed up and then he saw that I knew how to use the register. And that was how it all started. Um, he had me start off by, Oh, you know, can you clean some shelves? So I was, I would wipe, take all the products off the shelf, wipe the shelf down for him and put things back on the shelf. And I remember that following summer, um, I said to him that I wanted, you know, I wanted to work. And he was like, you know, asked my mom if it was okay. And my mom was fine with it. And that was how I started working. And I, and I remember it was $5 an hour, it was $40 for every shift. <laughs> I remember. Um, and mm-hmm. that $40 meant a lot to me as a child, right? Yeah. And so for yeah. every shift I worked, he would give me cash. He would give me $40. And that's how it all ah. started. Ah, okay. And you were, were like 13 at that time. Yes. Mm, okay. <laughs> I start working. Okay. So I said earlier that both of your parents are 
course, they are 100% Nigerian, so that means they are college educated, right? Your dad is a, was a pharmacist, your mom has a, a degree in business management. For you, you know, the expectation is, I mean, that's the way it is in Nigerian homes. Your children, it's not like, uh, what school, are, uh, the question, you know, the question is, oh, are you going to, it's not, the question is not, are you going to college? The question is, which one are you going to? But that's not what happened with you. What happened? You didn't do that initially. So I did it initially because um, I got a taste of money at a very young age. Um, it, the, 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 it was always there that I had to go to college. It was always mm -hmm. that um, I was going to be a nurse. I was going definitely going into the medical field. Um, mm -hmm. You know, that was more of my dad's dream for us. You know, he went me medical school, you know, because uh -huh, he was a pharmacist. Uh -huh. So he expected yeah. me especially you know, mm -hmm. to go to medical school and coming from Nigeria and always being this straight A student and always being first, you know, you know, first, second or third in anything that we in did, mm -hmm. the expectation, the expectations was that that was what I was going to do. Um, I was going to follow that path. But what, what happened was that I got a taste of money. Um, I started to work. I started to do things for myself. So, um, and then the grooming of, oh, SATs and, you know, I kind of, my parents kind of trusted that I was a responsible child and I was going to do well in school and I was going to do all the things that I needed to do, such as get my SATs done and start mm -hmm. applying to colleges. And that wasn't on my mind. What was on my mind was me going to work and making money. Um, every <laughs> opportunity I had, whether it was the summer, I mean, nobody where, where all my friends were, mm -hmm. um, you know, getting ready for college. I was working and I was, I was a child that wasn't really drawn by what other people do. And I'm still that person. I don't really, I don't really so much care what the crowd is doing. I am my mm -hmm. own person. So um, it didn't really matter to me what everybody else was doing. I had friends, but never really was close to anybody. So mm -hmm. my thing was, oh, it's summertime. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to work. I'm going to work. I, I worked the entire summer. I worked double shifts mm -hmm. if I could, you know, just to make money. Wow. Just to make money. Okay. So then high school finished. Was there no pressure from parents? Which college are you going to? No, because once again, um, there was really no true guidance with that. So I ended up saying, okay, my dad pressured me. Um, you know, when I did apply to um, college or for financial aid, very late. I remember I did everything very late. So it was a rush, 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 rush thing. Um, mm. And I didn't qualify for anything. Uh, my parents mm. made... Um, a lot of money, um, according to the standards, um, you know, and also I made money. So yeah. even though I lived under my parents' roof, I filed taxes and my parents claimed me as a child, but I made money. <laughs> so all those things, so you taxes. Yes. Yeah, so I owed, so all those things hurt me when it was time for me to go to school. I could not, I could not actually, um, get the type of assistance that was available to me because I made money and it showed, mm -hmm. um, it showed as, you know, yes, I live under my parents' roof, but I work. So mm -hmm. those were all things that hindered me. So then it became a situation was, okay, how many classes do you want to take? Because you got to pay for it <laughs> at uh -huh, a community uh -huh. college. Um, mm -hmm. so, um, then it got to a point where my mom was, you know, I remember her saying to me, I don't want you working, you're working too much. You know, you need to, if, you know, you can't take a full load 
in school and also work a full load. So I need you to reduce the hours you're working. And I said, well, how do I pay the bills? I owe taxes. I owe this. I owe that. It's too much pressure, mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. and my thing was, I was always very concerned about my credit. I hate on. It was really an issue for me. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those were, those were problems for me. I wanted to pay those debts off. So, um, because I wanted to pay those debts off, I really focused on going to work. Um, and so she said, if you go to work, you're, you're moving out. Oh. You know, I'm not, you, you mm -hmm. can't come back home. So mm -hmm. she threatened me. I remember her threatening me. And when I got back, when I got back from school, I went to work because <laughs> I had to pay my bills and because I couldn't tell my boss that I couldn't mm -hmm. come to work. Mm -hmm. So that morning, I remember her knocking on my bedroom door and saying, you know, that's it. You don't want to listen, move out, get your own place. And that's exactly oh, what wow. I did. We did, we did it. We didn't argue about it. We didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't say, mom, where do you want me to go? I moved out because I had options. I had my own <laughs> money. Um, I had savings. And so I knew that I could survive wherever I went. And I was, I remember being so upset and I ended up getting a second job. So at that time I was working at the gas station. I was also working at the bank. Um, mm -hmm. as a teller. So mm -hmm. I did both. I went back, I went back to the gas station job and I also worked um, at the bank and I was always tired. So I no longer had time for myself, no longer had time to go to school because mm -hmm. now I have to, I have to pay my bills, the bills I owe and the current bills mm -hmm. I'm accruing. They're accruing. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. That, but that also keeps you strong, right? Looking back now. You know, I definitely say that it did um, make me strong, a stronger person. It taught me mm -hmm. um, some life lessons. Um, mm -hmm. But would that be something that I would want to do again? No. no. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. It definitely mm -hmm. taught me some life lessons. I, I, mm -hmm. I, I believe that I could have learned that lesson a different way. Um, different way, But definitely, yeah. Not, yeah. definitely not the way that I learned the lesson. And um, mm -hmm. I believe also coming from the background that I, I came from that um, I would have turned out, you know, a good child anyway. Um, but this just made me grow up faster than what I needed to. Well, you needed to. Hmm. Yeah. Life lessons. Yeah. Okay. 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 So with all that money that you're making when you are like 18, 19, what was your relationship with money at that time? Spend, 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 or save, save, save? Well, definitely not spend, spend, spend. I really, you know, all that money, I, I can't really say that um, it was a lot of money. It was, but it was enough for me to pay off my bills. I remember getting my, owning my first home, maybe at the age of 19, 20, I, I got my mm -hmm. first townhouse and everything. Um, so, you know, I definitely was someone who was focused on growing, um, you know, so I, I did, after paying off all my bills, I was very good mm -hmm. at, you know, fixing my credit, working in a banking industry also helped me. So it yeah. let me know that my credit was important, right? So mm -hmm. um, I, I think the type of job I had also helped me. So um, very quickly, I learned a lot of different things about investing. I, investors would come in, people would talk to me, and I was always very interested in making money. So <laughs> that part of my life really helped me. I was, re mm -hmm. I was always interested. And then just knowing that I didn't have a college degree and I wanted to make good money and I knew that I didn't want to work for the type of money I was working for, I wanted more than that. So those were the that. things that really got me in, involved in investments and got me involved in um, saving and learning how to, you know, make good money. Yeah, yeah. 
So, but over time, did your attitude about finance change? Like, okay, I need to write things down, make sure I have my budget, you know, don't buy certain things, buy certain things. So that came much later. I mean, Mm -hmm. it came much later, but yes, my attitude did change because, um, of course, I got married. I started having children. Um, and the way that I spent money, I, at that time, when, I, when we first got married, it was just always buy, spend, live your life, enjoy. Um, but then the economy took a turn. I, I believe it was 2004, 2005. You know, it really took a turn. But that, was that, no, wasn't that like 2007? I can't remember the exact year. But mm-hmm. the market um, at that time just really took a turn. And um, not having a savings and not having anything for a rainy day because we were just spending as we were going along. You know, anything mm-hmm. I wanted, I would change. My, I remember changing my car every three years. Um, I remember if I see something I wanted, I'd just buy it, whether it was a necessity or not. Um, mm-hmm. Very, very, I spent a lot on my kids. Anything they wanted, they got. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at the same time, when you have children, you need to be able to spend for, save for a rainy day. So, um, yeah. So, um, and then what really changed my attitude was when I went through my divorce and I had nothing. I had absolutely nothing. I had, I had nothing. I had not saving. I didn't know where the next, how the next bill was going to be paid. Um, I had properties that tenants weren't paying and, and they were the, the, the more, everything was defaulting and I didn't make enough money to handle mm-hmm. my mortgage and the properties. So there was no game plan. Mm-hmm. There was no, um, all the money that was coming in, the residual income that was coming in from the properties was being spent. It wasn't being, you know, allocated property properly. I didn't budget anything. Um, I was just living life to the fullest. And, um, everything hit home, mm-hmm. you know, it was, you know, when, when my tenants stopped paying and yeah. I wasn't making enough money to do to the cover. proper things mm-hmm. to cover that. So over time, absolutely. My attitude changed, um, about spending. Um, I, I started wanting to like definitely making sure that I had a savings. Um, I am a business owner. So being a business owner, I started looking into a 401k for myself some type mm-hmm. of retirement plan yeah. for myself. And these were all things that I never had. I never thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I remember from all the jobs that I had, when I had to cash out, I just cashed it out and I spent it. Cash it was out never, I, mm-hmm. Yep. Cashed everything out. I left the job, cashed it out, spent it, did whatever. Cause I didn't really have the education on, I didn't really think about the future. The future. Yeah. Um, but yeah. as my yeah. children started to grow mm-hmm. up, as, as my children started to grow up, and just going through my divorce and realizing that if anything goes wrong today, that's it. I have nothing. I can lose everything. And these children are looking up to me. They're looking up to me for, you know, to have a to have shelter, to take care of their needs. So something had to change. Yeah. And mm-hmm. um, I started to, you know, budget. I started to um, look at life differently. Yeah, yeah. Looking yeah, at looking definitely. at my looking at looking at my relationships differently, and um and started putting things away for a rainy day. So let's take a break. We'll come back.
Hey there, this is KG. Are you looking for opportunity to build wealth using real estate? Are you looking for opportunity to build generational wealth? This is KG. I'm a realtor with KFX Realty. I help people buy and sell real estate, build generational wealth. Listen, if you're looking to buy, sell, or move, contact me and I will take care of you. Don't forget to contact me. You can email me kg at metrohomesrealty.com. That's K E J I at metrohomesrealty.com. Let's connect so that you can start building wealth for your family and the next generation. Have you put in place the tools and marketing strategies that will drive the revenue and growth outcomes for your business? Are you looking to expand your brand and image nationally and globally? Commercials, podcasting, graphics, and marketing support are just some of the ways we can dress up your business for prime time. We are EliteConversations.com. To learn more about us, Check us out at EliteConversations.com, our website, email us at ecpodcastmedia at gmail.com, or call us at 301-900-5703. There are many people that need to know about the wonderful products and services you have to offer. Let Elite Conversations help you to get the word out. back yeah 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 actually that's my next thing like you have teenagers now you know just teenagers like your mom you're also mother of five so but then you have two that are teenagers so you are now teaching them money lessons right instilling in them absolutely so um but not only just that um i remember sitting with my daughters having a conversation about college and how important mm-hmm. college is. Mm-hmm. And I remember we were driving, and I was just, I was so scared of the question, well, mom, what did you go to school for? Mom, mm-hmm. what did you, where did you graduate from, right? Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking to myself that if they ask me this question, how am I going to answer it? And that mm-hmm. was, that's what hit home for me. That's what made me start to say, you, you need to go back to school. Um, mm-hmm. My struggles, um, though God being so good and me, um, just, I, you know, I, I know that everything that I have is God. And I, I feel like it's such a blessing to have the things that I have. But, you know, it doesn't really happen that way for everybody. Um, I've been so blessed to be where I am, but I knew that education was important. And if I wanted to teach my children that no matter what you want to do in life, whether you want to be your own business owner, you have to have the backing of school. Yes. And I knew that I needed to go back and complete my education and, you know, do things. Even if I'm a business owner, even if I'm making my own money, I knew that that was mm-hmm. something I needed to do. And I needed to complete that before they started going to school. So that gives you a leg so, to stand on. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, you know, when I started having those conversations with them, I was like, wow, you know, 
how am I having this conversation? And my kids, trust me, they're not, they're not, they're not that easy. They're, they definitely will say, well, mom, what, you know, so those were, um, that was a very hard conversation for me. Um, and, you know, not just that, when I talk to my children, my children are free. They're free to ask me questions. I, I, I made sure that I have that relationship with them. I didn't have that kind of relationship, you know, with my dad. Um, I, I have a better relationship with my mom. Those are questions mm-hmm. that I couldn't just, you know, I couldn't question my dad. If my dad said yeah. anything, that was it. But with, with my children, Nigerian, I really, though. yeah, with my children, I wanted them to feel free and always come to me with anything and always tell me whatever it is. That was mm-hmm. very important to me. So just knowing that that question would come up, well, mom, what did you go to school for? And, you know, mom, you know, you know, what college did you go to? Did you go to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, that is good that you realize that and quickly take action, you know. So now the teenagers, the teenager, you're telling them you must go or do they have a choice? Like, I want to wait. What, what are you telling them? As far as um, so as far as college is concerned, for me, it's a must. Um, it is a must. Um, mm-hmm. we're, we're talking about it early and we're talking about the importance of it. Um, mm-hmm. So they know. And I, 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 my plans are to be there for them when, you know, they, they get to their junior year in school, not even their junior year, sophomore year, um, and um, making sure that they have all the tools they need. So it doesn't, it's not difficult for them. It's not difficult for them when they start approaching that time, Um, giving them a little bit more freedom than I had to make some, some mistakes. And, Mm -hmm. you know, but it it is a must for me. Now, what career path they choose is totally up to them. I I did promise myself that I wouldn't push um, my dreams. (laughs) No medicine. (laughs) No medicine. As long as they, as long as they go to school, Mm -hmm. they get a degree. And they pursue whatever career they want. Um, mm-hmm. Those are those are just my, you know, my. That's just what I want for them. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, fingers crossed with prayer. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, my prayer is that they, they. It's a smooth transition, and that it's not something where I do have to fight or you know push them out. And to be honest, if I I said to myself, if they say that they don't want to go to school, then someone they have to get a trade. They have to do something. They have um, to do something. Not just they working. have to do something. You mm-hmm. can't just work. You you have to you have to be um you have to do something and do it well. You can't just, yeah. you know, work at McDonalds or work at Burger King or, you know, not to say that there's anything wrong with that, but that can't that's not enough to sustain you in life. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean you learn like we said earlier, you learn from your lesson and now we do better, right? Because that's the whole purpose of it know what happened with you, how you went through, now you do better because now they're not working at 12 years old. They don't Absolutely. have that chance. Yeah, then, so, so for them to be exposed to money so early is not one thing that they're learning. So that's good, that's good. So uh, as we round up now, I wanted to, when you look back and think about, you know, you said it earlier, uh, what one financial advice can you give your younger self? Like, okay, I'm 20 years old. I should have known this when you were 20. I mean, oh, if I had known this, this would have done at 25, 20, 25. Think about it. So if I could do anything differently, um, would have definitely been budget, phase, 
um, make wiser decisions, things like my 401k, cashing it out, spending it, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. changing my car every three years, selling my properties. Because as I said, though I didn't finish school, I was always, I was, I, I call, I, I say a hustler. So mm -hmm. I had four or five properties that I owned and mm -hmm. um, doing a better job at managing those properties mm -hmm. and not taking equity out to survive somewhere else, um, mm -hmm. you know, um, not exhausting all my funds in one place. Mm -hmm. So um, those are some of the things I would do differently and definitely just try to be a child and go to school and get the education piece under your belt because no matter what, no matter where you are in life, no matter what you do, the education piece will always come up and it's always going to be a factor. Up. It's mm -hmm. always going to be a factor. I don't care what it is, even with what I do now being my own, being a business owner, that education mm -hmm. piece always comes up. If there's grant money out there, education, mm -hmm. if there, if, if people are coming to, to, um, to patronize you, education. People will always ask that question. And, you know, even though that doesn't determine who you are, it is a part of life. It is a part and of life. Mm -hmm. it, it's a part of life. And it is important that we have that education background, that backing, that backing. It, it, mm -hmm. it helps you go far. It helps you go far mm -hmm. in life. And that's why for me, no matter what my children do, the education piece has to be there. Whatever they decide to do with the education is up to them. They can graduate from whatever they want to graduate from. If they decided they don't want to do that, they don't have yeah. to, but they need they that. They need mm -hmm. that education background. It is very important. Very important. I think that's the lesson today that, you know, anybody that is listening to this now, probably 20, 25, you can do better, right? You can start budgeting. Don't catch those 401k. Make sure you go to school, right? Yeah, and I, and I believe that maybe if I had that education background and maybe if I kept pursuing the things mm -hmm. that I wanted to do, maybe I would have learned those things. Maybe I would have known that, you know what, it's stupid to cash your 401k out or it's, you know, or it's silly to um, take the equity out of your home and, and just spend it or, you know, or, you know, just live life or, you know, yeah. maybe I would have learned those lessons earlier in the game. Yeah, 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 maybe, but now you can actually pass on those lessons to others, right? Because we learn from other people's experience. That's the beauty of it. You cannot go back, but you can go forward, and you're definitely going forward. Absolutely. And um, if I could say anything to anybody out there, and even those who are on the right path, you know, financial independence is very important. Residual income, very, no matter what you do, even if you have a nine-to-five and you're working for somebody, um, just always having... Um, you know, that residual income, having something in addition to your, um, to your 401k with your company, um, mm -hmm. having something that you can retire on. Because nowadays what we have in our social security is not even enough. Paying extra mm -hmm. into that, having something, yeah. you know, so that when you do retire, always think retirement, always think, where am I going to be, you know, in my older ages? I mean, we see a lot of older people who still feel the need to work, who still mm -hmm. feel the need to, um, to have extra money or who are a burden, you know, sorry to use that word, on their family, mm -hmm. on their children. Mm -hmm. So where their mm -hmm. children are trying to make ends meet, they can't make ends meet because they have to think about their parents, Definitely. you know. And yeah. as African children, as children who grow up in an African home, your parents cannot 
go without and you're just there enjoying. So mm-hmm. now the responsibility of taking care of them is there. So um, just thinking about the future and putting some things in place, saving. And, you know, there's something that I, I do now that I, I could never do is, um, and, and it just doesn't really yield any huge interest or anything. I just have a, a savings account and every two weeks I put money away. And I think it's been five years or six years right now. And I turned around and I looked at it and I was like, wow, I have $8,000. It was a slow Mm -hmm. process. It was a slow process. So, you know, for those who are saying, I can't save, something as simple as that, $75 every two weeks, Mm -hmm. $75 every two weeks, just put it aside. In anything that we're doing, we take baby steps, you know, before we get to Mm -hmm. those big things, right? So if you're that person that, you know what, I don't, I can't really afford to because within my budget right now, I can't do that. Try to put aside $25, $50, $75 every month, every two weeks, if you can, and put it in an account that you're not touching. You know, yep, it's yep. that long-term investment that's going to get you where you need to be. And the yes, fact that you are doing something and mm-hmm. instead of mm-hmm. nothing, because when we look up, you keep saying, I need to do this. I need to do this. And you don't do it. And five years has passed by and you're still not. Yeah. So what would have happened if you had started, Mm -hmm. if you had started when you actually thought about it? And that's what I think about. Mm -hmm. Time goes Mm -hmm. really fast. I I, I can't believe I'm a mother of five. I can't even believe I'm a mother of a teenager. (laughs) You (laughs) know, time um, goes fast. Yeah. So, you know, just do it. Just take the step. I think that's the most important thing. And seek help. If you need help, never be ashamed to ask for help. To ask for help. Yeah, definitely. And that's the purpose of this uh, podcast, to help people ask for help. Yeah, because nobody knows it all. Absolutely. Nobody knows it all. So before you cash out that 401k, ask for help. Nobody knows it all. That's right. right. What do I do with this? Yes. 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 Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you. You know, I said, this is the first episode for you. You're coming back because as you said, you are a business owner. And I think we always look at business owner. They have all these millions of dollars and you know, we're coming back to that the next episode. All right, Miss Kate, thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to this podcast, another episode of 360 Diaspora Experience. It is our prayer and commitment to support you as you strive to build legacy for your family. So listen, if you'd like to contact me, KG, please email me at kg at metrohomesrealtor.com. And don't forget to check out my website. Until next time, it has been my pleasure. Have a wonderful day.